Bung bung. What's up, you slippery little salamanders? Um, welcome to the potty is brought to you by Bet With Joel. Alright? Now, you've heard me go on and on about Bet With Joel. I don't need to give the whole spiel. But, it's NBA season, dude. So there's opportunity to make money every day. Best packages... Gold and black packages, right? You're getting bets every day. Hey, there's more risk of having a downswing, but you know, over the six or so months I've been on bet with Joel, I have made um, almost $10,000. Think about that. You want to make money like that? Go to betwithjoel.com slash ref. That's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty, P-O-D-D-Y. All right. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50. That's potty exclusive five zero for 50% off your first week subscription. No lock-ins. Do you want to support the welcome to the potty podcast? Go to welcome to the potty.com and uh, go, go to the store page. Welcome to the potty.com slash store and uh, buy yourself a welcome to the potty unsourced t-shirt. These things are butter soft, dude. I'm telling you like room temperature butter. Dude, I'm wearing one right now, and that shit is making my skin feel silky, dude. I don't even need to wear moisturizer anymore. I just wipe my t-shirt all over my body, and I'm, I'm basically wet. You want to go there, buy yourself a t-shirt, and 5% of all proceeds go to a different charity each month. This beautiful month of Movember, um, obviously, we will be uh, donating 5% of all purchases to the Movember Foundation. And uh, I'll continue to grow this fat slug across my upper lip. Let's start the show. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome, baby. Welcome, baby. Welcome, baby. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Oh, no, no. Welcome, baby. Welcome to the Welcome to the party. Bung, bung. It's your man, Clay Tron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasts and the Magnum PI podcast and the captain, the Khan Clay West of podcasting, bruh. Yeah, I listened to one song and one song only off of the uh, Jesus is King record released by uh, uh, Mr. Kanye West. Uh, I listened to Follow God. And I liked it, dude. I fucking, I was vibing. I was like, this album's going to be fire. And then I was talking to a friend of mine, also a friend of the podcast, Mr. Corey Maynard. I think he's been on two or three episodes of the Welcome to the Potty podcast. Um, and he said he listened to the whole album and it wasn't that good. And he goes, there was one song on it that I liked. And I was like, let me guess, was it called Follow God? And he was like, yes. So I, I by accident listened to the best song on the album. I haven't listened to the rest of the album yet. Um, but go ahead and listen to Follow God by Mr. Kanye West. Should I, uh, hold on, maybe I can play a little bit of it without getting sued or something. Let's just quickly go to the YouTube um, and we'll just type all this shit in. And see, I wasn't even in, expecting on playing this, otherwise I would have had it queued up. But um, sometimes we just, we just get to, we just get to moving through this podcast and we, we just do some wild shit. Watch this, it's going to be an ad, isn't it? Yep. Oh, I'm so sorry. Hold on, let's mute that. Yeah, you can mute ads. Um, but yeah, follow God. Be ready. We've got it. We've only got a couple seconds until until it starts here. What does it really mean to follow God? Like as I stand. Hold on, let me just fought first. Instead of we just want the music to start. Yeah, so that's, that's basically kind of like what Follow God sounds like. It's pretty cool. Hold on, here's my mom, guys, again. Two weeks in a row. Hey, Ma. Hiya, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. Are you guys on your... Yep. So I'm just checking that gate's closed. Yeah, I just closed it. Oh, of course. All right, I'll see you in a minute. Cool. Okay. All right, see ya. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Mum and Trixie are coming again. And, yeah, so i got to tell you, this is going to be a probably short episode of the Welcome to the Potty podcast because I do have a 30th to get to with Mr. Mileage's 30th. He knows a lot, dude, about um, distances. Uh, is he a long-distance runner? No. He's a long-distance skateboarder and a cross-country skateboarder. So, 
Um, and he also mows lawn. He loves mowing the lawn as well. And he also does homebrew. And that's just a few facts about mileage. Uh, it's his 30th today. So happy. I don't know when his actual birthday is, but it, it's, we're going to celebrate it today, which will be fun. He's got a lot of drinks and things like that. So tomorrow will be hurting a bit. Um, what else? This week, uh, the day after, the day that the podcast was released, hump day, I actually, I went to a, um, an appointment with a client and, um, we were at the psychiatrist's office, right? And a lady is coming down the stairs, dude. And she falls down the stairs, dude. And I was like, oh shit. And I got up and I ran over to help, but everyone ran over to help. And she was mad embarrassed. So then I went and sat back down. She still said, thank you though. Um, dude, you should have seen her crimson shins, bruh. Her shins were redded up, bruh. She could have, she could have been like, Sue-woo, you know? Sue-woo, nickel, you know? Cause she was fucking, she was, she was grazed up on the shins. She probably fell down about four or five stairs, dude. And I kind of saw it coming too. I saw her legs coming down. I was like, she's kind of rushing, um, she's Russian. She's not from Russia, but she's Russian and she's got these heels on and she was, she was a little bit older. And I was like, I can see this woman probably falling down the stairs. And that's why I was the first one there because I saw it coming. And you know, sometimes people, people have to train to react quickly. There was a video that went viral this week of, uh, in Brooklyn after a Raiders game, um, this dude fell on the train tracks and someone pulled him up like literally microseconds or milliseconds before the train, you know, basically cat out, you know, splatters this nigga all over the tracks. So, um, and that's basically what I did, except I didn't save a life. I just was the first one to, um, uh, witness this woman be on the ground, uh, with, with, you know, third degree burns on her legs and there wasn't even a fire, bro. She just must've come down them steps at some, at some speed. And my client, um, cause I, you know, me, I only work with military, uh, ex-military veterans. He was ready too. He got up and he was ready. And I felt kind of proud of myself for being the quickest. Cause I felt like basically I had maybe in my sleep or something undergone some type of military training for, for me to be such a quick responder. Um, but then I kind of thought maybe it's just, maybe it's all that basketball training in my life and like reflexes and just like. Uh, awareness, you know, maybe that's, maybe that did it. So maybe in emergency situations, maybe you want me in the room. Am I going to take a bullet for you? Absolutely not. I will let you die. Believe that. Um, but yeah, she was okay. Her legs looked super fucked up. Um, so she definitely needs some ice and maybe some lotion, maybe a welcome to the potty t-shirt needs to just be rubbed over the top of those shins to just soften them boys up. So I saw that, um, that happened uh, Wednesday night. Didn't do heaps Wednesday night. Oh, we booked flights, man. So we booked our flight to London. So we're going to be there early April. So that's going to be cool. So there'll be a few a few podcasts coming out of London, you know? And I don't even know if this is a good accent, but like we're going to go to Chelsea, West Ham. No, I don't think we're actually going to West Ham, but um, we're definitely going to Chelsea. Probably see if we can catch a soccer game. Sorry, football game. Go catch the football. I'm going to see if maybe I can get an open mic gig somewhere just um, and see how they, that goes. I've got a joke about AFL football that they won't understand. So probably probably have a bad set. Um, but hopefully by then, like by next April, I've got a bit more material happening, you know. So I'll be out of town April, but the podcast never stops. Understand that. Um, what else? Uh, we also booked our accommodation. We're thinking doing, we're going to land in London. We're going to go through Amsterdam, down through like, uh, then Germany, Switzerland, um, and Italy. And we're going to drive through Italy with a car. So, um, we're pretty excited about that, man. So that's basically where, uh, so basically I'm going to empty my savings account and start life all over again. So that's what Europe will do to you, you know? Um, what else, dude? That's Trixie. I can hear Trixie. So before I get into the next story, I think I'm just going to pause it here and I'll, um, I'll be back. And through the magic of editing, you won't even know that I left. So on uh, Thursday of this week, right, I, um, I, had a, I had a conference for work and it was like this PTSD conference. And it really got me thinking, dude, about identity. 
because it was a lot about the the transition for soldiers uh, with PTSD when they leave the defense force and go into you know civilian life. What what is it? You know what is it that they are. Uh, that they lose really. And it's their identity. You know, they were a soldier. They were active. They were doing something for their com- their country. And I don't want to compare myself to a, you know, a PTSD veteran, but I'll tell you this, when I, uh, retired from basketball, I had a lot of struggle with my identity and I still do, I guess when people want to, want to ask me, Oh, like, do you play basketball? I don't really know how to answer that question. Are you a basketballer? I used to be, it kind of hurts to say I used to be, man. Cause like, that's what I, I identified as for so long, you know? And, um, maybe, maybe that's the thing, you know, maybe that's the thing because you are, that's what you are. You like, you don't, you don't, you, that's the thing about identifying as something, right? I don't identify as a soccer player because I didn't do that. That's not what I was. And that's, I guess, what people get confused as with with transgender people, maybe. is like, how can you just say you identify as a woman when you got a dick and balls? You know? Because that's what you are, is a man. Dude, Tasmania... Tasmania are now not putting genders on birth certificates. And that's a huge call, dude. We don't know how this is going to affect people. Like we're being, we're overcorrecting or some shit. We're doing, we're trying to be too politically correct. Genitals are a thing, guys. You understand? So, so you don't just raise a child as gender neutral. That is not, that's, that is unnatural. Genders are a thing. And you can pretend that they're not and they're just a social construct, but dude, they're not a social construct. That's what repopulation's all about. And hey, we don't, hey, we've got too many people. So if you guys all want to be trans this and, and all that, like, and do all that, go ahead. Cause we don't even need more kids on this planet, bro. Not yet. We're not repopulating for a purpose anymore. It's basically just uh, f- fiscal. But that's what I'm saying. That's probably why people get mad at trans and shit. And do I get mad? No. I get mad at um, like when you start telling me that I'm a piece of shit because of the pronouns that I um, say. If I call someone a he and they say, oh, I actually identify as a woman, that's, that's really not my fucking problem, dude. Do you know what I mean? And I'm sorry to sound ignorant. But if you're clearly a man and you're rocking a beard, but you're wearing lipstick, that's not... Dude, I'm sorry, but you're clearly a man. You got that testosterone running through your bones, dude. You got that, you know, you got that slab, you know, in the middle of your body, you know. And even if you sit down to pee, you really don't have to. Then you're like, then I wasn't really out of line calling you a he. You don't need to act like I'm a fuckboy for, for calling you a he. You can say you can say something to me like, oh, um, actually, I identify as female. And I'll gladly call you she from like moving on. But don't get mad at me and start calling me transphobic and shit. That's wild. You know? People people were trying so hard to um to to make problems out of everything when you can you can just communicate. I shouldn't have to by default call you they or them or their or whatever. I should be able to call you what it is, you know, biologically. And if you, and if you choose otherwise, then you let me know. But if I can clearly see that you've got a, a, a pair of titties that, that are functioning, then I'm going to call you she. And if you just got, you know, and if you've got, if for some reason I can see that your genitalia is, you know, it dangles instead of, instead of, you know, being, you know, tucked away, I'm going to call you he. And I'm, that's, that's pretty far from the point that I was making. I just made a bit of a rant that seems transphobic, but I promise you I'm not. I, dude, I don't, ha- I don't give a fuck what you identify as, what, what hormones you want to take, what fucking, um, you know, what you want to be called, what parts of your body you want to, you know, touch up or chop off or whatever. Go ahead. Power to you. But I think, I think it's like, 
I think that's the that's why people get frustrated is you identify as something that you you really are not and never have been. Is like if a white person comes up to me and starts saying like, yeah, I actually identify as a black man. I'm gonna say, well, no, bro. I don't. I don't agree with that. You don't get to identify as a black person and not go through the black person's struggle. You know. Like I've been, I've been a man my whole life. And I know men do have, you know, some benefits over women, dude. And white men even more than black men. But like, I don't get to just say, oh, I'm a woman now. And get all, and, and, and get all angry at men for what they've got and what I don't have. Because I do have that. And I have had that. I've always been a man and I've been treated as such. And then you, yeah, you just go and decide that you're something else without being that. Even though in your head, maybe you think that or like feel that it's not a mental illness. I don't think, but I also think it's, it's pretty wild how many of them there are. And yes, there's more population, but I think, I don't think that everybody actually feels that way. I don't think that everybody actually feels like I'm a woman trapped in a man's body. I don't, I think that some of it is a choice. Some of it's just like. You know, I think it's a bit trendy is what I'm trying to say. I don't, and that's, that's probably ignorant as well, but I think it is a bit trendy. I think it's trendy to be gay too as well. How many, dude, I've been seeing single parents out there, single parents, that's lesbians. Now, what's that? That means you just chose to change later in life or maybe, yeah, they say that, you know, I didn't realize or I was suppressing or whatever. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And I hate that too, because I know a lot of men, I know there's a lot of gay men out there with families and kids, and they're going out and fucking on the interstate with men, other men, you know, giving, uh, giving hand jobs with their mouth, you know, things like that. So, um, I know, I definitely know that there's confusion, but I also, and they say that like, you know, it's more accepted now. That's why we're more aware of it. I just don't think that people was walking around uh, like 40 years ago, feeling, feeling like a woman inside. And then just, I think there was some, but I don't think this many dude, I think there is some trend to it as well. But I also think, um, what was I saying? I was just, yeah, being as ignorant as I can, I guess I'm being pretty ignorant today. Um, and I'm also sober and I was, I was planning on having a whiskey while I, but uh, while I record this, uh, but I forgot when mum got here. And you guys are like, well, I wonder how much time went between when Clay's mum got here. Probably about 10 minutes. And then mum went to go get, get us our coffee. So I got back on and we record a little bit more and a little bit more. So, so that's what we're doing really, man. And like I said, it's going to be a short episode because it's Mileage's birthday uh, party. So um, that starts at one and it's already 1130. But I'm, I have all, I've showered and all that all that smooth shit, all that fly shit. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll do a little bit more of the potty. Um, but yeah, identity dude, it's a crazy thing. It fucked with me when I retired. I think it still is fucking with me a little bit. And then, um, yeah, I just think it's tough, dude. It is tough. It's tough to be like an athlete and then stop. And then all of a sudden no one gives a fuck about you anymore. It's tough to even be an athlete and still be an athlete. And the only thing people have to talk to you about is, is your sport. Oh, how's training going? How are you guys looking next season? Oh, fuck, bro. Also, I'm a man with, you know, emotions and, and ignorant statements to make. Let's do some of that. You know, so. Anyway, Thursday, Corey came to town. Um, he came and watched me do a, do a set at the, uh, the all-star um, all-star lineup at the, uh, brick room. I wasn't one of the all-stars. I was just one of the open markers at the end of the night, but the all-stars were dope. Um, I'll list a few names that you can check out. Uh, Jay Michael, um, James McCann, uh, rich neighborhood. Um, or oh, he was actually an open micer, but he's dope. Um, uh, Mickey D now Mickey D is called adventure Mick on Instagram. Um, so you can check him out. He's hilarious. He was the headline act. Um, 
so that was dope. Watching those guys is just um, inspiring, and I hope that I can be on that level one day. Um, I had a good set, which was good. Corey was happy with it. I was happy with it. Um, dropped him off home. Came home, had a snooze, went to work the next day, did work, and then um, went and got my hair tightened up, got them braids redid, and basically ended up, um, uh, yeah, basically ended up out and about. So I got my braids done, but not my fade because the, the, the line was too long at the barber and I would have been there till like fucking 8.30, 9 o'clock. So I just went out looking pretty ratchet, like with my hair all scruffed out. We went, had a few gins at uh, this bar called Paloma. Shout out to, um, fucking hell, now I'm losing his name. Luke, um, Luke fucking, I've just, I've just blanked on his surname. Um, but yeah, he was a good man. He gave us a free shot of this smooth tequila, bro. And he was telling us this story of he went away for six months or something to learn how to distill like tequila and gin and shit. And these two tequila farms or distilleries or whatever, um, put him up for six weeks each and just taught him how to do it. And so now he's got a gin coming out in like two months and apparently it's dope and I believe it. So, so that's going to be at Paloma. If anyone's from Adelaide, Peel Street, um, yeah, Luke, Luke's, what's his fucking surname, dude? What am I doing? Anyway, he, he's like one of the managers or something over there. And, and yeah, he's uh, chopping it up. He's getting his own gin happening. Um, and uh, then, yeah, this morning I just chopped up. I gave myself that fucking smooth fade and I'm um, looking pretty fly, you know? So that's, that's a good feeling. And mum's back in, so I'm just going to pause again. But you guys will, you guys will never know. All right, mum and tricks have now left and and it's just like nothing happened here on the potty. So um, let me tell you this, I am cutting it pretty fucking fine here. Um, I should have wrote down more of the stuff I wanted to talk about, to be honest, because I did forget. Um, I think I'm a bit out of breath because I was just, I was just running around with tricks like a little kid. But shit, what else this week? I think I, I think I already talked about the uh, the set on third. Oh, that's my phone. So that's real professional, Clay. Um, um, talked about Thursday. Oh yeah, chopped my hair this morning. I'm looking fucking fresh. I'm looking clean, bro. Real sharp. Um, I love. Oh yeah, dude. I love getting the head massage when they wash my hair before they braid it, dude. God, I could sit in that chair for hours, bro. I'm telling you, dude, there's nothing. And I think I've been like, um, I don't know if I'm unique in this way or if this is like a known thing, but like when I get my head or like my uh, hair played with, dude, I just feel so sleepy, bro. I just want to go to sleep. And I don't know if I've been conditioned for that, but like when I used to not have braids, Rach would play with my hair or like maybe one of my other old girlfriends would play with my hair and I'd just, I'd be knocked the fuck out, bro. So that's a cheat code. So you don't need to ever hit me with no chloroform or nothing like that. You can just hit me with a head massage. Um, and that would, that would probably, that would do me, dude. I'll be pretty, uh, um, you know, pretty knocked out after that. Um, me and my mom were just talking about neuroscience. So, so that's the type of conversations we have here while Trix is, you know, doing, doing laps of the house or sun baking and things like this. We're talking about neuroscience, bro. We're talking about the malleability of the brain, dude. And the, the arrogance of neurosurgeons to think that they know about the brain, you know, but they know more than I know, but you know, they don't need to know much to know more than I know. So they might not, you, you know, they might not know heaps. Um, fuck dude. What else was I thinking of this week? I had so much I wanted to talk about. And do you know what I didn't do? Write any of it down. Because, uh, you know, I'm special ed sometimes. I'm the special ed of the podcast world. Um, t-shirt sales. Fucking doing well. So thanks to everyone who's been buying t-shirts. Your boys are... That's 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 how you support the podcast, bro. And we're really, we're really getting somewhere. We're really fucking filling our pockets, dude. And we're filling up... We're filling up uh, the pockets of uh, the, the charities we support also. I think Moneymaker Mitch hasn't updated the website yet, but that money's, that money's going places, dude. We're trying to help. 
trying to help people do things. Um, what else, dude? Trying to think of some of the discussions I've been having lately, but I don't know. Maybe we'll go do some advice before we get off here. Um, still don't have any closed reviews because as as I've told you guys, we've been booking uh, we've been booking holidays and shit instead of instead of uh, watching Netflix and all that shit. Um, shit, that one doesn't look funny, and we're gonna try and keep it lighthearted today. Um, and this one seems like something. Oh, oh, you went too long, guys. Um, so I'm just going to get out of that one. That was too long. What's this one? Threesome temptation from somebody who's decided to name themselves Winston. And I refuse to believe that I I refuse to believe that there's a person named Winston that actually listens to the podcast. So I believe this is a fake name. Um, and we'll just see why we'll see what, what this, uh, email says as to why they've given us a fake name here because it must be embarrassing or something. But here, here goes. Uh, subject line, threesome temptation. Um, and the body here says, oh, and this might, Winston, and it's a female. So yeah, it is fake. Unless her name's like Winnie or something. I know one girl named Winnie, but I, de- I strongly doubt that she listens to the Welcome to the Potty podcast. Um, anyway, let's read this. Okay, so my boyfriend told me, or also it could be a gay man named Winston. Anyway, let's keep going. Okay, so my boyfriend told me while he was away in San Francisco, he went to a bar with his friends where he obviously got a little bit drunk. And I definitely need to um, silence my phone here. He obviously got a little bit drunk. He told me while he was there, these two girls started talking to him about sex and what their favorite positions were. He told me that he mentioned he had a girlfriend in the beginning, but they still stayed talking about sex. That's not really what bugged me. He told me that they mentioned wanting to have a threesome with someone they didn't know and offered him to have a threesome with them. I had to ask him if he had to double think before responding to them. He told me that he was tempted because it's two chicks what guy wouldn't be tempted. But honestly, it kind of bugged that he had to double think to say, no, I can't. Sorry, I have a girlfriend. If he found the conversation a bit sketchy to begin with and to add to the... And to add on to this, he went to San Francisco about three weeks ago and is just now telling me because he forgot. I don't want to seem controlling. I won't lie. It did get me a bit mad, but general, genuinely don't know what to think of it. Am I wrong for getting upset? Um, okay. Maybe, maybe you feel upset. You feel like he was hiding something from you. But basically... Yeah, it took him a little bit of time to tell you, but he told you. And you know why it took him some time? Because he didn't have a threesome, but you're acting like he did. Like you're already, you're mad at the dude for really nothing because he didn't have a threesome. You know? So that's what you're getting upset about. You're getting upset of a potential threesome that he actually declined and, um, you know, regretfully. He regretfully declined it because he probably could have... It took him three weeks to tell you, right? So he could have had it and not told you and everything would be okay. But he didn't have it and he did tell you, which is the opposite of what he really wanted and and he's still in the doghouse. So think about that. Um, you know, the good thing is that nothing happened to your knowledge and the dude was honest enough to like tell you of a conversation that he had and he didn't really have to have. And the reason he told you was probably like to see whether... He probably wanted you to say something like, well, if you want to have a threesome, like we'll organize one, you know, but let me tell you this open relationships and threesomes and stuff. We as human beings, there's something called, um, the, uh, uh, hedonic, uh, hold on. I'm just going to Google this because I think hedonic, um, is it hedonic scale? Hold on, let's have a quick look here. Uh, no, hedonic. Um, uh, fuck, hedonic. It's like um, resistance. No, what is it when you build a tolerance? Is it hedonic tolerance or something? Let's have a look. Hed- hedonic tolerance. Uh, 
hedonic adaption hedonic adaption um, yeah okay yeah so it's called a hedonic adaption so i was kind of close there and that is um basically it means that nothing will make you happy forever right but so something new though something new and exciting so if you introduce another bitch a female sorry uh another girl to the relationship he's gonna he's gonna get obsessed with her but only for a short while but anything new dude and that's what they say about like Show me the baddest bitch in the world and I'll show you the guy that's tired of fucking it. And that's just like a saying that they say when people are like, oh, how could you cheat on Beyonce? I mean, it's Jay-Z. He's getting pussy thrown at him every day and, you know, he's already fucked Beyonce. He wants to fuck... He'll fuck a girl that's less good looking than Beyonce just because there's new pussy and that's exciting. And that's... That's basically... That's what hedonic adaption is. It's... Because hedonistic, being hedonistic is like, you know, fucking and sucking and just living that hedonistic lifestyle. And do I need to Google the actual definition of hedonistic? Yeah, probably. And I will. Um, uh, engaged in the pursuit of pleasure. That's what hedonistic is. is being uh, like self-indulgent. And hedonic is, is basically the same. But hedonic adaption is basically, you know, you get, you're really happy with something, but it, it just, nothing's ever enough. Basically, you're uh, Dan Bilzerian. Think of that. That's basically the poster boy for hedonic adaption. Um, so that's the that's the risk you run there of um, introducing another female to a relationship is that he gets obsessed with her. But then you also need to think it's only for a short while. But then, then does he come back to you or does he need more new pussy? And that's the that's the the risk there. Um, so, so that's the risk you run, uh, with, with that. Uh, and also you, then you'll start competing, right? And so you'll start doing new tricks with your pussy and things like this to try and make him come back. And it'll be really exciting for both of you, right? Cause you'll be doing new shit, like probably introducing like maybe your anus to the sex game, things like this. Um, maybe, you know, different types of equipment and toys, things like this to, uh, to try and lure him back into your, 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 your snapper there. But then, um, he's, he's going to be like this when he's, if he's all still jacked up on the new chick, he might just be like, Oi, my old chick's doing this. How are you going to beat that? And he might play you guys off against each other. Um, getting into some real fetishy type of shit. He might want to get peed on. Um, maybe he might want to, you know, poop on you, do wild shit like that. He might want, um, you know, he might want you to shave his whole body and, and, um, you know, give him, you know, some type of like a, like a light burn, like maybe like, you know, put out a match on him or something, maybe put out, you know, put out a cigarette on him and really give him some of those cigarette burns that you use as child abuse sometimes, things like that. Um, so that's probably what he's he's thinking of and what you have to try and avoid. Um, but basically the thing is that this dude, this dude was honest with you and he, he turned down a threesome and then was honest about it. So you just need to be, you know, maybe reward him with, maybe give him a good suck or something instead of um, rewarding him with a threesome, maybe just give him a real nice, let him lay back and play some PlayStation while you give him a suck or something like that. And um, I'm sorry for talking like that. That's really kind of uh, like I probably need to sort sort my language out. But like I said, short episode today uh, because um, I need to send this off to Triple M to do the editing and shit uh, because I'm about to, I've got about seven minutes before I go to uh, this this first party. Mileage is, mileage is 30th and then we've got Rashan's 40th. So um, that's the kind of age that I'm at now. I'm doing 40ths as well. So um yeah, it's pretty depressing and um, yeah, we're all getting closer to death, guys. So think about that. <laughs> all right, man. Um, this is welcome to the party, man. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. There's there's a referral bonus on offer. So when you tell a friend to tell a friend, just let me know and we'll sort you out with a referral bonus. Um, uh, please rate and review the show five stars uh, on iTunes or whatever you listen to us on. Um, rate and review us five stars. Make sure you click those little three dots and share the shit. You can share it to your Snapchat story or your Instagram story, do all that. Take a screenshot of it when you listen to it. Just share it, dude. Let people know about this dope ass fucking, uh, you know, 
charity heavy podcast, bro. We're the most charitable podcast. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, we need you to, oh yeah, sign up to bet with Joel at betwithjoel.com slash ref slash uh, welcome to the potty. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50 for 50% off your first week. Buy yourself a welcome to the potty t-shirt, dude. And uh, 5% of all sales go to the Movember Foundation this month to stop men dying too young, dude. Because, you know, we see it. We see dudes dying, bro. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, bro. This is Welcome to the... Bung Bung. What's up, you little bunch of dirty, dirty diapers? This, epi- this episode of Welcome to the Potty is brought to you by Bet With Joel. Now, if you want to um, you get yourself a nice little supplementary income, little, sup- little secondary income there, then you sign up to Bet With Joel, just like me, and uh, you're going to get the best in sports tipping advice, man. And um, let me tell you this. This man, I think we're on a bit of a cold streak right now, but we've had enough hot streaks, boy, to you know, put... Put Adelaide to shame in the summer, you feel me? So uh, you sign up at betwithjoel.com slash ref, that's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty. And enter promo code potty exclusive 50, that's potty exclusive 5-0 for 50% off your first week. Um, And uh, if you want to support the Welcome to the Potty podcast, please go to welcometothepotty.com. And buy yourself a Welcome to the Potty unsourced t-shirt for $40. Um, 5% of all sales go to charity. Um, Each month we choose a different charity. And this month, of course, in November, we're going to go for Movember, the Movember Foundation to help stop men dying too young. Let's start the show. Welcome to the party, bang bang! It's your man Clay Tron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, cause I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, cause I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasts and the Magnum PI of podcasts and the captain, the fucking Easter bunny of podcasting, because I just hop around lying to everybody, dude. I just hop around lying to everybody. I told you guys we were going to be filming by today. And let me tell you this, we're not. But I've got more excuses. I know I know, I hate excuses, um, but I got one for you. We are so fucking close to having this studio completely set up that I basically, basically I thought, why, why show them the incomplete version? Let's get them the complete version um, next episode or maybe two, <laughs> maybe two episodes from now, whatever. But, um, I've got some tidying up to do really in here and, um, and that, that type of thing. There is a few little more things to, that we got to do. Uh, we got some artwork coming in real soon. Oh, I won't shout him out yet. I won't shout him out. Yes, I will go to, um, on Instagram, look up Adam. Ballinger, B-A-L-L-I-N-G-E-R, art. Um, and this dude does caricatures, dude. And um, he doesn't usually have famous sports stars. You can see, you can see like Michael Jordan. You can see LeBron James, Larry Bird, um, Barry Bonds. Uh, anyone, you name them. They're, they're most likely on there. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant. Uh, Terry Rozier, Scary Terry. I don't need to name them all, do I? But um, add add to the list uh, the big boss man. Add to the list the clumsy fucking Jula. Because we have got some artwork coming in that's going to go on the wall over there. You're not going to be able to see it when I film, I don't think. Because uh, we'll probably have the same similar kind of setup as uh, we had in the old Stewie, um, and you know, we've got a little, it's going to be sick. So go check out Adam Ballinger art. Um, he's a talented dude. He used to play basketball. I used to, um, train with him out there at the 36s. Um, you know, before, 
you know, before things sort of went south with that with that team, and I and I had to stop supporting them. They're they're on a they're on a uh, I'm a, I've I've boycotted them ever since. It's been probably three or four years since I've been to a 36ers game. So, um, so think about that. Um, yeah, man. So I'm I'm very excited. I've got the digital version of it, but I don't have the hard copy. I'm very excited to ha- have the hard copy. Frame that bit. Put it up on the wall. Show that off to all the guests. And you're, you're saying to me right now, Clay, what are you talking about guests for? You know, I haven't seen a guest on the Welcome to the Potty podcast for quite some time. And let me tell you this. If I'm too ashamed to film this motherfucker, you think I want a stranger in, in here looking at this, this place in shambles? You think I want somebody in here uh, and they're calling me sham god for the wrong reasons, bro? So that's probably why. And we might even, because we've got to start the voting soon for our guest of the year. So I might even not have another guest for the rest of this year. But Fringe is right around the corner too. The Adelaide Fringe Festival. So I could get, I could get some guests, uh, you know, regularly around that time, maybe. Who knows? Because, you know, last Fringe season, I got no one with a Fringe show. So think about that as well. Um... You know, I got this word curtain sitting on top of my top lip. Um, you know, it looks like it looks it looks like I'm wearing a welcome mat under my nostrils. Um, but you know, it's all for charity, so you guys can uh, yeah, you guys can help us out. Donate to uh, the the Movember page. Uh, I think it's Movember slash Claytron twenty three or something like that. Um, or you can, you can just look, look up Claiborne McMath or something or Claytron 23 on the Movember website, donate there five bucks, 10 bucks. That's a, uh, that's a, uh, tax, tax write-off. Anything over $2 is a tax write-off. If you want to just go and sling us a couple of buckers there, we're trying to raise, uh, three grand in one month, uh, just for charity. This isn't going into welcome to the potty. This isn't going, uh, you know, towards my, my grocery bill. You know, this isn't, this isn't, um, this isn't for me. This is for research, uh, for support, whatever. It's for stopping men dying too young, dude. Oh, suicide. You thought suicide was normal? Nah, bro. It just seems so normal because we see it all the fucking time, dude. Sucks. You ever met somebody that committed suicide, bro? And this is not even a joke right now. You ever do that? I did. I know people that's... People, bro. Plural. Pluralize that. I know people that's committed suicide. I know people whose parents have committed suicide. I know people who have had failed suicide attempts. There's no games out here, dude. And the fact is... The fact is that it's more men than women that it happens to. And that's just a fact, you know, uh, you can Google that, you can do whatever you want with it. Um, but we just, we need to prevent it, man. And that's what Movember's all about. And so, oh, Clay, you know, what's that slug doing crawling across your lip? Oh, you want to tease me? Bro, I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm creating conversations, bro. Oh, Clay, you cheated this, this year. Yeah. Cause I wanted to create conversations from the 1st of November, not not the 21st, bro. When my hairs start sprouting, I've got a full-fledged fucking I got I'm ready to harvest on my face right now, dude. I straight up look like the the Magnum PI of podcasting and that is that is the God's honest truth, bro. I'm out here um I'm out here looking like fucking um who else has an iconic moustache, bro? I was going to say Chopper Reed, but mine's not, mine's not in that shape. But, you know, you know, there's people with iconic moustaches and I look like one of them. Uh, this is bushy. I look like maybe I could be a firefighter. Um, and, dude, firefighters are the real MVP, dude. And I know that's that probably means nothing because everybody says, oh, this is the real MVP and shit now. Because, you know, let's just say whatever the internet says. Um, But firefighters, dude, because I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know. Most of my listeners are from Australia. Well, 60% of the listeners are from Australia, right? 
40% from the US. So the US ones for sure would know about the LA fires right now. Check this out. They, there are prison inmates who, while in prison, like go through all the training and become like, you know, firefighter trained, right? And they're out in the, they're out in these, these, these heat streets, um, uh, you know, uh, quenching the thirst of these, uh, these blazing fires, right? Just giving them a drink and they're, but they're not able to actually get jobs when they get out of prison because they've got a felony or whatever. So think about that. They're good enough to fight the fires, but not good enough to have a job. And that's what we need to, that's what we really need to think about. We, we first of all need to think about the prison system probably and why there's privatized prisons like that make money off of people being locked up. So if we're not locking people up, we're not making money. And dude, think about this. Think about if you like borderline commit a crime, like it's not even really that much of a crime. And like the whole time during sentencing, like say this shit's been going for like two years, the whole time you've behaved yourself, you've been doing piss tests and coming up clean. You've had like an ankle bracelet on or, or like you, you maybe haven't even had an ankle bracelet on, but you haven't done anything wrong. And then something happens and the judge is a cunt and you still go to jail. You've lost all faith in the system. You go into this jail, you probably get beat up. Maybe you get your booty hole played with or whatever. Um, you know, you eat this bullshit food. Guard, you know, a guard spits on you or something. And you've just got no faith in the system. And then you come out and you probably shouldn't have even been there anyway. How many fucks are you going to give about societal norms and rules, bro? Think about that. So that's one thing we've got to change. And then two... If you're good enough to be released from prison, that, that shit shouldn't be held over your head. Depending on what you did, obviously. But like to be a firefighter, bro, come on. The per That means the person wants to now do good, you know? Now, if this person's a rapist, you don't want them to be working at, you know, forever 21. But like even a rapist should be allowed like, you know, to be out to like clean some dishes in the kitchen or some shit, or maybe the the rapist is really good at math, you know, and it can be an accountant, but then you just got to make sure you just sit them in where like, you know, everyone can really see where they're at, or maybe they get their own office and maybe people get jealous, but it's like, at least we know where he is at all times, you know, or maybe that's discriminatory to them. Maybe they want to get treated normal, but you don't actually, fuck, now I'm, I'm flip-flopping, I think. Because I don't know if you get to get treated normal once you've been a rapist. I do like the thought of, like, if you're a rapist, though, just getting, just getting you know, maybe put down, you know? Rapists and murderers, put them down. Maybe let's, let's call them, you know, not, um, not, they're not fit for rehabilitation, right? But then you got your thieves, and it's like, you teach this dude some things in prison. You teach him about finances. You teach him about fiscal responsibility. You teach him about, um, you know, budgeting, things like this. Uh, you teach him just about, uh, you know, capitalism and, and why things are the way they are and why we don't steal. And then maybe they learn a bit too much and they start talking about like, but the banks are stealing from us or something like that. So that's why, like, that's why you kind of, you can, it's a slap on the wrist maybe for, for robbery. Armed robbery, maybe then it's a little bit longer. And I, that's probably already how it goes. But like, you know, you hurt somebody, you got to maybe pay the price a little bit. But if you, you know, let, basically, if you, if you're allowed out of jail to fight fires and put your life on the line, you should be able to get a job when you're out of prison. That's pretty much what I'm trying to say. And I didn't even plan on talking about this today. I just don't, I don't even remember how I got onto this. And that's the beauty of the Welcome to the Potty podcast, bro. That's the beauty of it. We, don't, we never know what's going to happen. It's wild that I can sit here, bro, and I can talk. I've been going talking nonstop, dude. I, I need a drink. I've been talking nonstop for 14 minutes and 11 seconds. And then I get up on that stage, bro, and do comedy for five minutes. And I, I'm just like, fuck, when is this five minutes going to end, dude? 
And this 14 minutes and 25 seconds has literally felt like less than the five minutes that I do on stage. Isn't that crazy? I'm just like in my comfort zone right here. Man, I know I am. Um, hold on, let me just have a sip here. I know I, I fucking harp on about this social anxiety, but I got two, uh, I got two messages about it. One was from a friend of mine, and so and it, it made me think that maybe when I was talking about it, I uh, I was unclear because he he told me to like hang in there and like do my ten thousand hours. Um, like I always talk about with the potty, like just fucking put in my time and get good and whatever. And that's what, sorry, not the potty with comedy or well, and the potty, but put in my time and get good. And he said, like, think of when you play basketball, um, and like you're at the top level and, um, how comfortable you were. Like now you're just doing something new and that's why you got anxiety, but that's not what it is. You guys, I just need to try and explain this. What I was saying was that people have been telling me that they're proud of me for doing comedy, right? And like they could never do it and all that. But what I was saying was that I'm more proud of myself because I go there by myself most of the time with no friends and I talk to these strangers, which is a huge thing for me because I don't like talking to strangers. Um, and so what I, what I meant when I said that I get anxiety is not so much about the comedy. And yes, I do get anxiety from comedy, but you know, public speaking is not an easy thing. And then you got to try and do jokes. Yeah, of course I get full anxiety. I do it. Then I get full relief and then I come home and I crash because the emotions have been a tidal wave anyway. But the real anxiety that I get when I'm talking to people, I just feel like the, I feel like the miscommunication was that I was saying that people think they're better than me when I talk to them. But I don't think that people think they're better than me. I feel that's what the conversation feels like when I talk to new people. I feel like I'm in the middle of a conversation where someone doesn't, where, where I'm trying to like, you know, force conversation about a TV show and they say, I don't watch TV. And it's like, fuck, you think you're better than me? Can't, like that. So that's probably the worst way of explaining it. But really, it's just um, like when I'm around my friends, I, I'm quick-witted, I'm funny, uh, I'm full of energy, you know. But when I'm around strangers, all of that disappears. I get nervous. It's like stage fright and I'm not on a stage. I, um, yeah, I don't have much funny things to say. I just, I'm very, uh, sort of closed off, I guess. And I don't know if it's a trust thing. I don't know what it is. Cause I was a kid and I, I was always shy, right? I was always shy when mom and dad had like, uh, had their friends come over for dinner or whatever. I would like hide. I wouldn't say hello to them. I would grab their legs and be the most annoying cunt in the world. Just like holding on, hugging my parents' legs so tight. Like I was scared or some shit of these strangers. And then like I, I managed to do all right at basketball, but I sometimes wonder, I wonder if I had started playing competitively earlier in my life, if I could have been better, if I could have gone to the next level. So I didn't start playing for a club till I was 13 or 14 because I was so scared to go and play with a bunch of kids that I didn't know. And when I did sign up, I made my dad come to practice. You know, like people's, people get dropped off at practice and picked up from practice. And I made my dad come in and sit down and watch and leave with me. Like that's, that's the kind of uh, level I was on because I, I just get nervous, man, around people. Um, I don't know why. I still don't. Um, yeah, I still don't. Is it, is it a trust issue? Is it, um, yeah, I don't know. Cause I was like it when I was young, but even in, in college or, um, when I was playing pro, it's like, you kind of feel like a lot of, you, you start getting a lot of attention and people, you feel like people want to be around you because they want something. Oh, can I get tickets? You know, can I, oh, you got tickets to the game? Oh, um, 
oh, can you get me on the, the VIP list at the club? Or like all that, that nonsense, dude. Oh, dude, do you have any hookups for, for sneakers? That kind of shit. And so I, I started thinking like maybe that's what it was. But I was like that before, like before all that shit too. I was always like that. Um, unless I'm on alcohol or, um, or uh, you know, the other substances. Um, sometimes if I'm in that fucking, that hurricane, bro, I'll talk to, I'll talk to, you know, anyone, you know, but yeah, I don't know. So that was, and then that, what was the other person that, um, messaged me? What'd they say? I had someone else message me about the social anxiety. I don't remember. I don't remember, but. Um, yeah, I just wanted to go through that. I just wanted to explain that because, um, yeah, it's not, I'm not anxious because I, I think like, oh, I'm not good as, I'm not as good as these people or whatever at comedy. Cause it's like anything. It's like meeting a new one of Rachel's friends. I just, ah, oh, cannot fucking stand it, you know? Or like, um, if I, if I'm out, if I, uh, go to dinner with a friend, but they, and then they know somebody and then we got to get in this conversation with someone that I don't know. And oh, come take a seat, dude. And then I'm sitting at this table with this dude. I don't know. I'm probably not going to talk much for the rest of the dinner. Is it? That's the type of thing I'm talking about. It's not about, it's not about comedy. That's just what I'm trying to say. It wasn't about, um, you know, insecurities surrounding comedy or jealousy or nothing like that. So yeah, but I did a set last night. Uh, Rhino Room, open mic, one mic stand, um, more good feedback, and I felt good, man, and someone asked me for some advice, and I, you know, I just gave some, I just gave some, even though I'm, I've only been doing it for a few months, I just gave some, and um, I don't know, that kind of felt good for someone to kind of, I felt like he might, he might have respected me or something to ask me for advice, you know, so that felt good. Um, the set was good. I did my, like my five minutes that, um, you know, my clean five that I feel real good about. I didn't do any new shit cause my, um, self-esteem was dropping cause I had a few bad sets. I don't know if they were bad sets. I just, I'm still trying to kind of find my feet a bit with my writing. I haven't been sitting down and writing enough. And I, I, I think I've found myself on stage trying to pull shit together without sort of planning it. And I'm, I mean, I think you've got to be like, bit of a comedy prodigy to do some shit like that. And I, uh, I think that's a bit above me. So, um, I think I do need to sit down more and write is what I've probably come, come down to this week. And while I was in the club last night, I went to the back for a little while and, and wrote some shit that, that came to my head. I wrote it down. So that was, that was good too, man. That was good too. Um, sports, Nah, dude, I still haven't watched any movies, so I got no clay's reviews for you. Damn, I, I got a sore throat. I don't think I talked almost all day today at work, and now I'm talking. I think maybe I got a sore throat from it. Dude, I planted a fucking lemon tree on Sunday, so I hope that shit works. I'm pretty nervous. Um, we planted it in just like in the dirt in the ground. And I mean, I've seen plenty of, we've got an orange tree, but it's like hella old. So that one's used to the ground, but this one's been in like potting mix in the soil and shit. So I'm not really, I'm not really sure if it's used to the ground. So I'm pretty nervous about it, but I hope it takes cause, um, dude, I've been, uh, I've been fucking, I've been green thumbing it, dude. We've got two veggie boxes. Um, got two of them. And, you know, I did the, I mowed the lawns on the weekend, dude, raked, um, you know, I, I put some new pavers in out in the garden, uh, put a bird bath in, dude, we're, we're out here just fucking doing compost, dude. So yeah, I haven't got much stories about, uh, getting blind or anything lately. Um, caught up with a friend from Albury when I used to play for the Albury Wodonga Bandits, Mr. Sawyer Dearborn. Um, caught up with him on uh, Saturday. He's in Adelaide with his missus. Uh, she was a lovely lady as well. Abby, I believe her name was. Um, and we just went out for a couple of drinks. 
And um, I've got to say, dude, I felt like a bit of a, a PC, dude, a bit of a poor cunt because Abby bought the first round, then Sawyer bought the second round, and I was like, what does everyone want? And they're like, oh, do you want to just go? And I was like, okay. And so I didn't even get them around. So, um, yeah, so there's that. That's just me, you know, needing to get my money up. Not really, though, because I had the money and I was ready to buy it. But I don't know, dude. It still felt weird. And then on Sunday, we go to um, we go to the Broadie to surprise Moose. Chiz gives up the... Fu- oh, yeah. So, first of all, Moose is my friend um, who turned 30. We went to the Broadie, which is a pub, to surprise him um, for dinner. And Chiz, who is another friend, he's actually a uh, friend of the show as well. Uh, Tom Chiz and marketing extraordinaire. Um, he... Uh, he fucked up the surprise and basically told Moose we were going to be there. Um, so Moose wasn't surprised at all. Uh, and then I was there first. Oh, speaking of social anxiety, bruh, I was there first and I'm sitting down just waiting for the dudes to show up. And this chick goes, excuse me. I was like, what? I mean, no, I was like, yep. She goes, what's your name? I was like, Clay. And she's like, Clay. I was like, yes. And she's like, Oh, we were just over here guessing names and I guessed Isaiah. I was like, okay. And I went and I just opened my phone up and started scrolling to hope that she'd stop talking to me. And then she goes, did you say it was Clay? I was like, fuck, bitch. It's four o'clock on a Sunday. You shouldn't even be lit. What are you doing? So, so that made me move. So then I moved to a uh, to the beer garden and it was freezing out there and I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt. But I had to move because this bitch made me uncomfortable. Then the guys get there and they tell me that they went through the same thing. They, they walk in, they're like, yeah, this bitch was out here guessing our names and shit, being annoying. And I was like, yes, yes, dude, I almost fucking left. Um, but yeah, it was, I got there first and then housemate Dan, not to be confused, roommate Dan, he... He shows up second, buys us a beer each, right? And then I, um, you know, I wasn't really drinking or I wasn't going to stay for dinner or nothing. So, because uh, I was having dinner with Rach that night. So, um, so like I stayed for a little bit longer after I finished the beer and then didn't get Denny a, bit, a beer. So I'm just like this dude that's not even... I'm not even getting anyone rounds, bro. I'm not round. I'm I'm square or something, bro. I'm fucking uh, isosceles, dude. Um, and isosceles sounds like someone who sh- who should have starred in uh, the movie Three Hundred, um, or or the sequel Three Hundred: Rise of an Empire. So, yeah, man. So I've done thirty minutes without even getting into advice, dude. So I might even leave it. I might even leave that that episode today. Um, because this is the hump day episode, so I don't need to bang on for a whole hour. Um, so I'm going to leave it there. Um, you know what to do. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the welcome to the potty podcast and you get a referral bonus. Um, and also, uh, if you can rate and review the show five stars, that'd be fantastic. It helps us rise in the, um, in the charts and it helps us get sponsors and things like that. So please rate and review five stars. Uh, tell a friend, tell a friend, um, hit me up, uh, in the DMS on welcome to the potty DMS. Um, if you know a single parent, you know, that could use a little break, use, uh, some, some free childcare, use a weekend away, something like that. We can make that happen here at the welcome to the potty podcast. So please let us know if you know somebody who'd be a good candidate, we'll do a little background check. So just to make sure that you guys aren't trying to get some free shit. Um, what else, dude? Uh, go to welcometothepotty.com and, uh, buy yourself a baby soft. Soft is, uh, you know, baby hair, dude. If you don't have a bald baby. Soft is baby shit, you know? Um, these shirts are so soft and 5% of each sale actually goes to charity Movember this month. And that's why I've got this, uh, you know, I look like a, I look like a French maid left her equipment of, uh, her equipment behind on my face, you know? So, um, yeah, I got this, uh, this little, 
this little tickler on my lip. You feel me? I got this, uh, this yogurt strainer. They call them soup strainers, but I don't really have that much soup. So what the fuck? What the fuck am I talking about? I, some, sometimes I'm just like, what the fuck do these guys listen to this shit for? But I love you for it, man. This is my favorite time of week. Um, it really is. Thank you so much for supporting the Welcome to the Potty podcast. Um, I love you guys, so don't forget to love yourselves. And as always, this has been Welcome to the Potty. Bang bang. Baby, welcome to.